Hey folks, have you ever thought about flipping properties? Probably have. If you're in the real estate business, you're definitely familiar with what it is. Well, today's guest is a flipper, but what Vinod Krishnan does that's kind of different is he typically flips at a distance. So Vinod is in Toronto, Ontario, but most of the deals he's done when it comes to flips have been in Calgary or out of province. So I'm very excited to have him on the show and talk a little bit about his journey and how he does these flips at a distance. So Vinod, welcome to the show. Great to have you. Thanks, Dave. So first things first, how did you get started in real estate? What was that initial curiosity or that spark or that thing that got you going? Yeah, I think it's been 10, 12 years in the making. Um, <clears throat> I lived in the U.S. before I owned a house there, but did know, knew nothing about investment uh, as, a, you know, I just owned the house there. Mm-hmm. And then I moved to Canada. And then, but in the back of my mind, I always had some interest in the buildings, the architecture. What, what's your just, what's your background professionally, Vinod? What, what, what do you do or did you do professionally? Yeah, so my background is IT information okay. technology yeah. i originally from india then moved to us uh, in 2000 and then moved to canada in 2008 um been in the toronto area ever since yeah um so yeah always was interested in uh, anything related to building uh the the romance of uh, you know flipping a property building it up and flipping a property uh, always watch TLC. What the real, the real <laughs> I was, was going to ask you if you saw any of those flip I this did. house, flip that house. All right. I did. The real life is very different. I forget. <laughs> but... <laughs> oh, that was the other question I was going to ask you. How close to reality are those shows? Those reality yeah. TV shows? It's Not uh, on, on, only only the only only the romance part is the same, but uh, the rest <laughs> everything is different. But yeah. all good. Um, so yeah, always had had an interest in this. And I just didn't know how to get into investment. I did not know anyone. None yeah. of my friends were investors. They were all IT yeah. guys mostly. Um, so a period of time till um, you know till 20, 2000, um, no, t- 2019, 2018, 2019, it was like that. And something changed uh, from there. You want me to get into that now? Or yeah, well, that's what was the spark that actually got you doing something? Yeah, so <clears throat> I was in, you know, always in the biggerpockets.com um, website and always listening to podcasts and so on. So that kind of built up that curiosity in me. And then uh, the mid-2020, uh, I met a mentor, um, a mentorship group. I joined them and that was, that gave me that final push. Nice. Uh, I did learn a lot about investment from bigger pockets, um, you know, just the months prior to that. But joining this gave me that final push. And I right away went ahead and bought a couple of buy and holds, duplex properties. And, and whereabouts uh, in, in Calgary or in, in Ontario? No. So I live in the GTA and, you know, I couldn't buy anything close to me. I live in yeah. Oakville near Toronto. Uh, it's a very expensive area. So my criteria was that it has to be cash flowing, obviously. It's a buy and hold. It has to be cash flowing. And it needs to be in Canada, at least at that time. 
it needs to be, you know, population must be more than certain number and so on. So I found the city, which is Pembroke, Ontario. That's, uh, that's about a few, a couple of hours north of Ottawa. Okay. It's a small city of about 15,000 population. It has a sister city, Petawawa, right next to it. Military towns, uh, are they? Exactly. Yeah. Petawawa is a military town. Uh, so close to 30,000 population. And I bought two duplexes, both below $200,000. And this was in 2020. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and the rents so, were... So full duplexes or half the duplex? No, one duplex and a second duplex. Yeah, so four units, four rental four units. units. Exactly. Yeah. Um, traditional financing, nothing crazy about it. Uh, 20% day down payment and bank bank financing. Well, All let me those- ask you this, Vinod. So the, the mentoring and the coaching that you got, was it around buy and hold or was it more around flipping? You, it, was about, it was about Burr. Burr. Oh, Burr, the Burr right? strategy. Got it. Burr strategy. Um, however, I still had not gathered the courage to go out and ask for money and do the whole Burr strategy yet. So... I did the easiest thing, which is just got the bank financing. Yeah. Around this time, I did join you and your course mm-hmm. about raising money. And that picked my interest further on how to do that. I think this was probably back in November of 2020. And then so after these two houses, um, and then I... Then I hit the real problem, like didn't have much more money or or debt service, uh, you know, to to go Credit. for the next uh, buy and hold. Yeah. So yeah, I do. I did have an option. You know, I can keep on buying maybe one every year, but that's a slow trajectory. So I decided to jump into flips at that point of time. Okay, interesting. So why did you decide to jump into flips instead of sticking with buy and hold? Yeah, so buy and hold, again, it was, um, to, to in, it, in my mind, I needed to bring in some cash um, right away. Okay, so you wanted to do something active to create that pop of profit, to take that to go do my more buy and holds. Exactly. Got it. So that's All how right. I started. Yeah. Um, and also, that's number one. Number two, I... I do like the fact that a flip project has a definite start, a definite process, a definite exit. It's kind of easier dealing. I mean, I'm not married to a house in this case or or a process or to investors for that matter. It's kind of dating and then move on to the next one and so on. (laughs) So I didn't want that kind of long-term commitment yet. Fair enough. Uh, on, a, on a property. So that's another reason I decided to move to flips. All right. So you started doing flips. Did you start in Ontario or did you start in Alberta? I, I started in Ontario again um, back in November or December of 2020. My realtor from Pembroke, she called me. but So she knew that now I'm looking for, I was looking for flip uh, properties. So she called me and said, oh, this property is coming online. It looks like it's a good fit for you. She was a very um, investor-focused realtor. Okay, good. 
Uh, so she knew what exactly I was looking for. So we ran the numbers. Um, again, I did not go to Pembroke or Petawawa. This was in Petawawa. I did not go there. I saw the pictures online, um, videos, pictures. I trusted her judgment too. And then I decided, okay, let's go for it. Uh, so I signed up, the, I signed the agreement, didn't know where the money would come from, but uh, that's how we an entrepreneurs are, right? We, we live on the edge. We, <laughs> we don't know the entire path yet, but we knew that, I knew that like somehow we will make it. Yeah. Uh, so that's what happened. I signed up um, closing on January 5th, and then I had like five, six weeks to figure out funding and uh, I so how did out. you fund that first one what what did you do for funding yeah so I was I already I was already networking with a lot of individuals uh, a lot of people uh, I was in a different uh, Facebook networking groups and so on mm -hmm. I also knew it several individuals face to face like I have met them so I put a post several posts out there in different groups hey guys I'm doing this um and uh here's you know kind of what i can offer and so on so first couple of nights absolutely no response two sleepless nights on the third day <laughs> third day one uh one of my friends called me and he said hey i know i knew someone uh, who may be interested and then he connected us and then uh yeah that became a partnership right there. Um, Very cool. So your partner, what did they bring? They bring the, did they bring the down payment money? They bring the down payment money plus the rental money, um, credit, brought, all that kind of good stuff. How did that? Yeah. Work? So they they brought in the down payment and the mortgage ability. So we actually uh, financed that with the uh, A level bank. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you know the property was not like terribly bad. It's it was an estate sale. So a lot of things needed to be cleaned up and, you know, it's that kind of house. We could so still it wasn't a full-on reno flip. It was a no, exactly. lipstick and rouge type thing. Exactly. Pretty it up kind of thing. Got it. Exactly. So she brought in uh, bank financing and the down payment. Um, and then I got renovation funds on a, uh, on a promissory note. And uh, from a, from a separate investor. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So that's it. So I got all the money. And then now the next challenge is this is 500 kilometers away from me. I'm not going to, <clears throat> I'm not going there, manage the project. Right. Um, right, right. So I'm, I won't be able to do that. Uh, but I knew a contractor there and, um, you know, I had an amount of trust with him. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, we included him also in the JV. So oh, okay, so not just not just paying him a paycheck, but also giving me a an incentive to make sure it was as profitable as possible. Exactly. So it was a three-way joint venture. It was profitable in the end. Uh, we exited in about five months. It was profitable, but profit was a little lower than what I expected. But yeah, three three-way split. But at least you got started. All right. Exactly. Now I'm very curious, Vinod. So that's your first taste of doing flips away. Yeah well, doing flips at all. And then it was far away. Yeah. What about your Calgary flips? Because that's, and that's closer to 5,000 kilometers away. Than yeah, there is, there is something different with the Calgary flips, but before getting to the Calgary flips, sure. I did during this time, while I was doing the first one, I got all excited and I, uh, I signed up for two more. 
actually three more flips uh, oh. during that time. All, all of them all in the same area. All of them remote, not in the same area, uh, oh, okay. but different places. One was even in Moncton, New Brunswick, further yeah. away. Another in Sault Ste. Mary, Ontario, and another one in Kitchener. So that all happened, and all of them were remote flips. Um, two of them went really well. The other one um, kind of went sideways. But overall, I came out okay with uh, all these projects. So were these all kind of light level flips, not major renovations, more? Or, Nothing. Or... Uh, no, the Susan Mary, that was a major one. And that went sideways. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I was new and I was not ready for that. Right. The other one. Were your kind your of learning like, experience though, right? Absolutely. That's, that was yeah. the first learning experience. If you are going for a full on flip, you better need to have like a strong team uh, and it's a pretty good understanding of construction and costs and absolutely. how to deal with contractors and all of that kind of stuff all absolutely right. yes okay so then so. you so you had a couple of good ones not so good one yeah then you started looking at stuff in in alberta yeah so while i was having all this fun um i also felt that you know it would be good to have someone to work with, like some kind of partnership with someone. Mm. This is me sitting at my home um, and trying to figure all these things out myself. Yes, I do have help. I do have, you know, part of mentorship groups and whatnot. But still, I would like to have someone to work with, accountability partner, whichever way you call it. Mm -hmm. So, and I found, I found uh, an individual and then we talked, um, we discussed, we had common friends. Um, and then we decided that, uh, you know, let's start a flipping company and then uh, let's start this together and see how it goes. So, and then we thought about, okay, where to start. Um, where, the, where is your partner located? Ontario he, as well? or Yeah, he was okay. also in the GTA, Ontario. Um, so, but he had mobility. He, you know, he was young, single, he had mobility and uh, he could move anywhere in Canada. So we talked about it. Ontario was going crazy with prices, yeah. 2020, 2021. It was going crazy. And yes, we would have made money on the upswing, but we knew that at some point of time that was going to come down. Which is so exactly a little, little bit too speculative for you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And we wanted a more stable, steady market. Even mm -hmm. if the appreciation is not that great, it doesn't matter. We'll run the numbers correctly and we'll you know, make money that way. Well, that's the big benefit of doing a flip, right? You're not really counting on market appreciation. You're counting exactly. on forced appreciation. Got exactly. It. And uh, that's how we decided uh, Calgary is probably a better option. There were like some other smaller markets we could try, but uh, Calgary is kind of like the, a big city that were, you know, the market was still stable. Yeah. And so, so did, he actually did your moved partner to, move out there? Yeah. So he actually okay. moved to Calgary. And that's why I mentioned initially, like, yes, it's kind of remote for me, but it's not exactly remote. I have my yeah. partner there. You got a local partner. Hey, that's smart. So, so what were you guys' first steps with setting up your flipping business in a, in a city that far away? And next question I have is, what does that partnership look like? What does each one of you bring to the table? What are your responsibilities? How do you, how do you kind of de determine that? Yeah, 
so <clears throat> so the first step was he moved to calgary yeah the partner my partner moved to calgary and then he started getting we both actually started getting into this calgary based networks and mm-hmm. um learning about the neighborhoods and and then um meeting with the realtors contractors and so on so he he did that part like how, know, how on, many months did he spend kind of doing that legwork but before you did we, your first deal yeah, so he started right away, uh, you know, right after moving there. And then our first flip opportunity was in about two, two and a half months from okay. then. However, prior to that, so we didn't start with the flips. Flips was always the idea, but we started with wholesaling. Oh, okay. So we did some marketing campaign, flyer campaigns, um, and uh, he also went for door knocking. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got a couple of maybe three or four wholesale opportunities during that time so that we did smart that's that's what it's, kept the lights on that's what kept him yeah exactly. i was wondering does did this guy come in with a lot of money did he have some residual income some <clears> passive <throat> income but what how did he pay the bills in the meantime yeah no, so we uh we got financing from the get-go as i said you know i did have a good network um who trusted me. And so I was able to get some financing from the very beginning. That's so kind of like startup financing for the business. Yeah. You mean? Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. From, indi- from individual. So. Yeah. And, and what were they investing in? Was it kind of a promissory note thing where you paid them an Correct. interest rate? Yeah. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was sense. a promissory note with uh, some interest and as well as um, some kind of profit sharing for the first uh, number of projects number of wholesales and so on yeah it was a sweet deal everyone wins and was your Um, your partner able to hit the ground running and and get some wholesale deals done fairly quickly yes did he have previous experience doing wholesale deals in ontario a little bit yes okay correct that's where he started interesting all right very cool that's that is yeah so the first project uh was in about two two and a half months and it was in a small city called ditsbury north of calgary well so sorry how long did it take him between when he landed and he did his first wholesale deal ah i don't remember exactly but uh, i think by the end of first month or in in about in about five to six weeks at the most. That's we had pretty good. First, uh, That's pretty fast yeah. for moving to a yeah. brand new city, getting the marketing all up. It's interesting, yeah. it's reminding me of many, many years ago. Mm-hmm. Well, two things. Many, many years ago, when I lived in Costa Rica, I started up a, a subsidiary company in Panama, the, okay. the next country over. And I had to start a whole brand new office from scratch. And, and so it's reminding me of that because I, Brand new place, new contacts, new everything. But we within four weeks, we went from zero to having our first clients. And then moving Perfect. back to Canada and way back in 2003, I started in real estate investing. And between the time I got the the course and actually started, I think did my first deal, I think that was about six weeks. So yeah, when you're motivated, you can take action. You can get stuff done quite quickly. Exactly. And to tell you the truth, the market was also kind of, good exciting yeah. in a way uh everyone were making money in that market uh really so uh, so some of it were you know our our strength like what we did and the market also helped us it aided oh. us 
That's the truth, right? Yeah, so the first project was in Didsbury, which is a small town north of Calgary. And uh, we started from there. So yeah, the funny thing, 2021, I started 2021 thinking that I'm gonna do three flips, probably making like $20,000, $25,000 each and making like 60 to 75K that year. But I ended up again with the partnership and with other partnerships like strategic partnerships and so on, we ended up buying 19 properties <laughs> instead of three. So, so we, were, we were having a lot of fun there. And that was all around, Al all in Alberta, all around Calgary that you were doing. Those, um, mostly those like 70, 75 percentage in Calgary. And we had like three or four, two or three properties in Edmonton. So were and, these, these must have been fairly light reno type deals or, or no, were they, were they complete? No. Rehabs? No. So like? I didn't, fit, we didn't complete 19 flips. We purchased 19. Okay. Um, and then um, some of them, you know, finished later in 2022, yeah. a couple of them even in 2023. Um, but um, so some of them were light flips, I would say. I would say 35, 40, 30 to 40 percentage were light flips. And the remaining ones were like heavy. Wow. Uh, okay. So, so you must have been doing multiple heavy renos heavy flips at the correct. same time how did how did you guys find all the contractors and teams and all that stuff because we've been under a a crunch mm -hmm. for skilled tradespeople for sure all right so we met a, a good contractor a lot of things need to come together in order for us to be able to scale like this yeah. uh, we need to have access to funds number one and uh there were institutions, financial institutions working in Alberta, uh, specifically, I mean, Culvert, for example, as one such organization. So we had a relationship with them, like we built a relationship with them. So they financed a lot of projects. Um, we also had a lot of private individuals come forward to help with the down payment. Mm -hmm. um, now, we also found this contracting company that has experience for about 15, 20 years uh, in the business. And uh, so they started working with us and initially on one project, then the second one. And then we started working together on multiple projects at the same time. So they have um, the tradesmen in their, in, their, in their books. So at one point of time, almost the entire business was through our flips for them. Um, okay. I would, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So we did multiple projects at the same time. Um, good and bad. Good thing is, obviously, we had like a lot of things going on. Um, and the the challenging part is to, to carry all these properties all at the same time and to juggle between the contractor time, uh, between all these different uh, projects yeah that that were all challenging yeah i would imagine yeah that's a lot of yeah. juggling going on there so how did you and your partner determine who was doing what who was responsible for what because you know you're across yeah. the country he's local how did you divide up the responsibilities 
Yeah, so obviously he's the boots on the ground and I cannot do certain things that he does there. Um, so everything with project management um, and working with the contractors and everything, obviously he did. And I mainly worked on the financing and uh, accounting side. Mm -hmm. I, uh, you know, I found the funding for most of these projects and uh, yeah, I kept, um, yeah, yeah. And then I was participant in all the searches and all the decision-making and so Deal on. analysis, but, the due diligence yeah. and yeah, exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. The underwriting. Very yeah. cool. So Vinod, it sounds like you've gotten some great experience and practice when it comes to finding the financing and bringing on joint venture partners and investors. What do you find has worked best for you in doing this? So um, first of all, I mean, I have seen uh, some individuals the first thing, the first time we hear about them is when they ask to ask for funding, like when they try to raise money. Yeah. We never heard about them before, right? So it doesn't work that way. I mean, you are very well aware of it. You, you are an expert in this field, right? And I experienced that you need to build that trust, build that relationship with uh, individuals mm -hmm. and People invest in you more than the projects, as as you know. So, um, so I built that relationships. Uh, how um, did you build those relationships, Vinod? By, yeah, by being part of different networks, um, by going for meetups, going for conferences, participating in discussions, chats, um, just picking the phone and talking to people. Mm -hmm. So that kind of relationship needs to be built. And when you build a relationship, it's not with the intention of asking for money. That's not the intention. You're, you're just genuinely interested in talking real estate with other people. Right. And during this process, you will find synergies with someone. And, uh, and then at some point of time, when you need funding, um, and if they are interested, if they have funds, uh, they may join you. Right. So, so you've so you've built all these relationships on different ways. You've gone to meetups, so you've met people face to face. You've been part of online groups, so you've been doing the online forums and chats and Facebook groups and whatever that looks like. <laughs> you've you've got on the phone, you've spoken with people. How do you tie that all in when the when the rubber hits the, the road and you're looking to actually bring on a joint venture partner for a deal? How do you how do you approach that? Yeah, so sometimes some individuals would let me know in advance, hey, perfect. When you have another project like this, let me know, talk to me first. So so those go into your investor short list. You got that Correct. group of people to approach Correct. first. Good, good, good. Correct. So obviously I do approach them first. And if they have funds at that time, they like the project. Uh, they may invest, they may join with me on that. Mm. Um, but in some other cases, I would simply put a post out there in some of these groups. Mm -hmm. Hey guys, I do have an opportunity. Uh, does you know anyone like to talk about this? And it just goes from there. Gets the conversation going. That's very, very cool. 
Yeah. Have you found Bernard? I've, I've spoken to a few other people that that follow a similar strategy, and they've been saying it's getting a little bit more difficult sometimes these days because so many people are looking for joint venture partners or looking to raise capital. It's becoming a little bit competitive in some of these groups. <laughs> in fact, I was yeah. talking to one guy that <laughs> he was kicking himself because he had been talking to his doctor about real estate investing. The doctor got all excited. So he introduced his doctor to the group and then poof, everybody jumped on the doctor and he ended up investing with somebody else. No, oh no. Not with the guy that brought him into the group. So uh, have have you noticed anything like that these days or is it still, is it still working really well for you that way? It's, it's still working. And again, it all goes back to the relationships, right? Um, yeah. If the same, if an individual who has got some money and uh, a couple of people, a couple of different people approach them or different projects, different projects uh, get their attention. And if all things equal, if they already knew me prior to that, and the other individual is new or newer, there is a high chance that you know they may talk I to me first so. regarding this, right? Yeah. So again, everything boils down to building that relationship, building that trust. Um, yeah, so I mean, I do, I do see, I do see this all the time. You know, yeah, there's there's a lot of demand, obviously, for <laughs> financing. I would say more difficult part is actually finding the right contractor. I would, yeah, yeah, that, yes. that's got to be a big thing for sure. Yeah, very cool. And, so, Vinod, unfortunately, time's kind of flying here. It's a, a wonderful conversation. I know that you're you're now looking at moving down into the States, starting to do some deals down there. Maybe just very briefly as we wrap up, tell us a little bit about what your thought process is for doing that. Why not keep, it sounds like you're doing really well with the flips in Calgary. Why not just keep doing that? So I will have that. The Calgary flips will continue. And in fact, I may even move into some kind of custom uh, custom house development okay. in Calgary. Yeah. So that is there. That's on one side. At the same time, those houses are all super expensive and expensive carrying cost and whatnot. So during that time, I also wanted to have some light renos, some light projects. And it's kind of difficult to find in different parts of Canada. Maybe I had to go all the way north of Ontario. Well, guess what? Cleveland, Ohio is only like four hours drive for me. So yeah. why going six hours drive north if I can go four hours drive south? And the price point is so much lower and there's so much more supply. All right. So you're and, looking at uh, doing flips and light yeah. flips in Cleveland. That is uh, that is a plan. Now, Cleveland is also getting busier. So let's see how that goes. Yeah. Uh, but yes, that's absolutely the plan. I'm looking for the project in uh, Cleveland. So are you going to be looking for another partner local there or kind of do things on your own? Yeah. So, so I do have, I do have a partner. So already okay. found a partner. Yes. Local partner in Cleveland. Correct. That's already. Okay. Very good. Same okay. idea where you'll bring the capital. You'll, you kind of get the financing organized. They're the boots on the ground situation. Correct. Yeah. That's smart. So you really dialed in dialed in the delegation and what you're good at and what you prefer to do and and being able to have somebody local on the ground i really like that good good for you for yeah me. yeah absolutely 
Excellent. Well, if people want to reach out and connect with you, where should they go? Um, so I'm on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Um, so Instagram and Facebook, my ID is uh, win, win with Vinod. Win, okay. win with Vinod? Yes. So with a dot in, in between. Oh, that's, um, a good, that's a good username. Yeah. <laughs> so that's our ID in Facebook and Instagram. And I'm also on LinkedIn, v, v Krishnan 75 So that's my ID there. Um, happy, well, happy to happy to meet and chat with any investor uh, who are interested. Well, thanks for being on the show. This has been a lot of fun. Good reconnecting with you, my friend. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, thanks for having uh, me. All right, Array, take care. We'll talk to you on the next episode.